right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. Solly here. We are live in Toledo, Ohio, Monday night, Solheim Cup recap. I'd be remiss if I did not begin this show with, of course, a heartfelt congratulations from both myself and to, from all of our listeners, I'm sure, to Mr. Tron Carter. Ole, 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 ole. Hey, guys, this is not you, about me. Ole. It's, ole. A, it's about all the ladies in that team room. It's not about me, okay? <laughs> TC is here. He's ready to celebrate. Big Randy is here. Hello, Big. Hello, Mr. Solly. Uh, DJ Pi is here. Hello, Deej. Greetings. Hello. Wrapping up a tremendous, tremendous week here in Toledo at the Solheim Cup. Europe Team Europe has won 15-13 to 13 after a split 6-6 six and six single session today. Where do we start with this? I don't even, I don't have notes prepared. I don't, I'm not exactly sure. Actually, I do know where to start. Football's right around the corner. That's where we're going to start with this, actually. Where else would we start? Get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. Uh, the NFL returning DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If DraftKings Sportsbook is not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a million-dollar top prize. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code NLU to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game and get a free shot at a million-dollar top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code NLU for a limited time. Only the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Bang. Now that we got that out of the way, where do we where do we start? What's the there, big... There's only one place to start. Leona McGuire. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, if you're, if you're asking biggest takeaway... star is born. Biggest takeaway from today. Biggest takeaway from the week. Biggest takeaway from the season, possibly. Leona McGuire, absolute stud in every sense of the word it was, it was great to all the irish newspapers listening to this and quoting <laughs> this podcast we love it first of all we love leona mcguire we had it was a joy watching her if we were raving about her performance as of sunday night she came out and i had predicted i thought jennifer cupcho was going to outlast her today i was really impressed with what cupcho's done over the last couple of days and thought mcguire's due to just kind of run out of steam and gosh that was so polar opposite from what happened she went out and birdied for the first seven holes, including a birdie on the seventh hole, which like no one was birdieing at any point the entire week, and I think she said she had uh, she'd never even parred the the sixth hole. She'd bogeyed it every day, and then she went out and birdied that hole today. Like it was just a freaking statement. Like that was a match that I did not see a path to victory for the U.S. without Cupcho winning that match, and it was not even close. Four zero oh, and one this week. Mm. Only player to play all five matches. On either side. On either side. Just a an incredible, incredible performance. She looked like she could not have enjoyed beating the Americans on their home soil anymore. I, it was just so much fun to watch her go about it. 
It was surgical. It was tactical. It was, yes. it was almost emotionless yeah. in certain spots. Yeah. Serial uh, killery. It was. I was so uh, impressed, and it's it's just crazy. She's twenty six, and she's completely reinvented her game over the last what year, like year or two. She wasn't on the radar really. She's twenty six. She's twenty six. She yeah, younger than that. yeah. So I think she's. You know, she, I think she got in the gym. She picked up. 15, 20 yards, like she's she's worked hard on that element of her game, and probably one of the hottest players in the world this this year, thus far. And you know, you would think that both her and Matilda Castron would both be running out of juice because Matilda Castron was another one that just ice cold nails. I mean, she went uh, Castron went she three birdied three th- and one, and and basically you know, drain all important putt there. Huge the putt on the 15th. Like when you're, you, things kind of happen pretty quickly out there, but you do a quick little math and say, all right, well, shoot, if this match goes this way, if, you know, if Cashin flips, that match flips and she doesn't win that one, then the U.S. really has a chance. And then bang, she buries a, a birdie on 15, another very difficult hole that not a lot of people have been birdie. And then she flips over birdie 16. And then when she gets into the bunker there on the final hole, plugged lie, hits a, a ridiculous shot out of the bunker, and then just drains the putt that seals the half point and wins, win, retains the Ryder Cup for Europe. And that With was Sol- Solheim Cup. Solheim Cup. Oh, there's oh, one. That's, one. One. that's the first on the one of the board. week. I, I know, I know, I know. I'm, u- I'm used to saying Europe re- wins the uh, the Ryder Cup is why that you know, that Freudian slip happened. Some, uh, some parallels there, though. Like, Matilda Castron is 26 years old. Yeah. Obviously, a rookie. Free, uh, ACC, Free Shoes University. <laughs> exactly. Went 3-1 and one this week. Uh, obviously overshadowed a little bit by Leona McGuire, but you know somebody that literally had to go win a tournament in Europe just to be able to then qualify to be on this team. She did it. It's just a, a really, really cool story, and to see her come through, it's really fun to see kind of new people, new faces step up big in big spots, and that's exactly what she did as well. I just think looking at it, you look at the at the world ranking or the Rolex ranking for – the American team, and then you match it up with the European team, and like it's it's not even close, right? And like I just think like there's these last two European teams between the last one in Scotland and this week in Toledo, like they they just squeeze so much more out of that fabric and like the cohesion of the team. They're so much greater than the sum of their parts, and like the U.S. feels like the exact opposite is true. I would love to do a little exercise of just if there was no 18th hole, if they played 17 hole matches this week, what that what the score would have been. Like, I mean, we I think the U.S. won the 18th hole like off the top of my mind one time, and every time anything came down to the 18th hole, it was just filled with disappointment for yeah. the U.S. on and, repeat. And it was a lot of matches that went to the 18th. Almost hole. Almost, like, seemingly all <laughs> of them went to 18th. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And which yeah, which underscores. I, I've gone back and forth thinking, you know, it was 15, 13 final score. Part of me is like, ah, it really wasn't as close as the final score indicates. But then you, you start thinking about all the matches that got to 18. And it's like, yeah, it was pretty tight as as a whole. I mean, yeah. it was closely contested. Well, it might be a good time to do this. But I think there's kind of a reason for that. And I think some of that is the setup, right? It's just not yeah. a not a place where you can make a lot of birdies, which is why I think Leona stands out even more. And what she did today stands out even more. That's there the were thing. A, a lot of people, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of the kind of buzz a lot of the griping a lot of the things you kind of hear around is like the setup was too hard the setup was too hard the setup was too hard leona did not make it look like even if you if you were watching on tv and impressed it was even more impressive in person just seeing some of the pins she was getting to some of the ways she was coming into those greens 
I mean, it was just, it was a, a major championship setup out there as well, which, that, which I think to your point, like, I mean, keeps it close, right? Well, I think it's just hard. Like once you're, uh, it just we did not see huge comebacks, like really in any match. I'm trying. I don't know off the top. We of my saw head. a couple of huge comebacks that the die was already cast in certain ones, though. Like well, there was a couple like Ilimi one downs. versus Mel, or like I mean, even Danielle. Like they came, came, they came back from like three, four, five down in certain spots, but it was just too little, too late. Yeah, there was almost no matches that had like the true flip, like the you know win out of nowhere. They were um, one ups that were yeah. that were flipping yeah. right. They weren't like you right. see in a Ryder Cup where it's like, oh my god, so and so just birdied you know four out of the last six. Like that just wasn't happening. Which, it was tough to get the ball close to the hole. Yeah, which they moved sixteen up, which created a little bit of excitement. But seventeen was a very difficult hole the whole week, and then eighteen is a tricky green and. Uh, the Europeans were the only ones who could get the ball close to the hole in 18. So is so awkward. Uh, yeah, we were talking about, like, big story. I think Inverness is a big story as as a great venue. But I, I think to dig a little deeper, like, what do you guys think in terms of was it, I guess, a good Solheim Cup venue or was it too difficult? I thought it was outstanding. I thought the the, the crowds were unbelievable. I thought it's a great place to spectate. We were standing there behind 16T, and we could watch uh, 15 green. We could watch 17 green. We could watch tee shots coming in or, you know, leaving 16T. Um, you could even see up to 18T a little bit. And it's like there's just – there's so many cool vantage points. Um, I think the only criticism would maybe be, like, it, there's four par fours in a row to close it out, which, you know, it's kind of a – but they're cool. Like, there's cool – there's cool approach shots to where – they kept hitting driver five par fours. No, yeah. yeah, yeah, five par fours, and like you know, so I think that that might make it a little bit more stock down the stretch. Even on the front nine, like a lot of the par threes are up, you know, up towards the beginning of the nine. This so. was this is a rare occasion where we see a golf tournament that was like honestly for golf junkies. I think that was great to watch, right? But this is probably one of the very few events that like makes sense to cater more to a casual fan for, you know, to your point, like I'm stretching. It's interesting. I'm yeah. stretching. My, like, I loved it. I, I, I would not critique this setup. I think it, you know, if you're a U.S. fan, if I'm a U.S. player or, you know, a U.S. fan was the setup, like it wasn't much of a home field advantage for them. It was just very difficult golf, right? They weren't able to get the birdies going and get the crowd into it and, like it's going to be kind of pretty much the opposite of what I'm expecting the U S to do with whistling straights. Um, but it, so yes, you know, it takes kind of going to an event too, to see like the people that are out there too. like a lot of the people out there were just like there to cheer on the U S and are not enormous golf fans, but like, you know, an international event like that, it's super fun to put on red, white, and blue and go out and scream your head off and dance and have a great time. And like, did they appreciate the nuance of some of those pins and like where they were tucking it and some of the strategy of playing those holes? Without a doubt, no. So they kind of, you know, in, in that regard, you know, is it the right setup? I think is a fair question. I, I enjoyed watching it, you know, just that style of golf, the the way the women hit the ball in terms of their spin rates, their altitude, and how those uh, the strategic elements that came in from the mounding and stuff around the greens, it just played as entertaining as of golf as it, as it pretty much can in my mind. It's so. set up like I thought the, the 16th hole was a perfect spot for a short a shorter four. Um, that was a pivotal hole in a lot of those matches coming down the stretch. And then like, I, I heard murmurs from the U S side. they like, it was, it's, it was long, but it's like, they shouldn't be the ones complaining about that. You've got Nelly and 
Lexi and Danielle Kang, like they're not, you've got Celine Boutier and like other, other players on the, on the Euro side that it's, it's not like the U S is demonstrably shorter than the Euros. I don't think there's like a massive like distance divergence between the two teams at all. Like, it, it, just, it was it, also mega firm. I mean, the yeah. ball was running out in yeah. the fairways. If we were walking across some of those crosswalks, you could feel how, you know, I know that's where everybody's walking and they, they firm up anyways, but fairways were, were moving. Well, we sat on seven green and watching, uh, just balls approach coming into seven green, like Lexi Thompson first match hits what had to be a, a short iron. I, I don't know exactly her yardage. It was eight iron. She she had no yeah. chance to hold it. Right. Um, and Anna Norquist hits what had to be like a three wood or a five wood in six iron. I swear to God, she I had a six iron. Yeah. She was so far behind Lexi. Holy cow! Are you maybe, talking I'm, about the same hole? Maybe not. But I was. I, I thought it was <laughs> number seven. <laughs> I thought I was listening on radio. Oh, she was so. She was like. It had to have been a hybrid at least. Like I think seventy yards behind. Her. Okay. Well, maybe. Yeah. Not. They were. Uh, they were absolutely pepper. But anyway, my yeah. point is, she lands at like forty feet short of the the flag rolls up the slope and has like an eight foot birdie putt and i i i just want to state me personally i could not have been happier with this setup i i thought it was such a a great golf course and it was so much fun to watch conceivably 12 of you know 24 total best players in the world compete over three days on a golf course like that separated uh, good from great yeah. yeah and i identified clearly i thought who was the better team too yeah right and it didn't turn into a putting contest we were yep. saying last night a lot of you know when you play the the quote-unquote wrong type of golf course you play a soft golf course i mean they're all so good they're going to be hitting it inside the 15 foot circle you know if you put them in the fairway from 140 yards and in they're going to be hitting it inside 20 feet a lot and then it just kind of turns into a putting contest, right? There's there's no real teeth. And here it was like, no, you have to I mean, we talked to the captains. It was like, no, you have to literally play from the from the tee back or from the green back and and plot your way around. You gotta hit two really good shots to give yourself a look at Birdie on those par fours. And we saw the Euros do that a lot more than the American. I actually thought like kind of a counterpoint to the distance thing was some of those holes that played down towards the creek. You've got those those fairways that narrow up like crazy when you get down to, you know, 140, 150 yards from the green. And there's like these little shoots and these little, you know, almost funnels down towards the green. And you don't want to be hitting it too far. You want to be... No, there's a lot of non-drivers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I thought it actually brought everybody together right. in certain spots. Granted, you had to hit those spots, but... And that's what I think um, we saw. It seemed like the yeah. Euros were like long irons and there's a lot of... And granted, I mean, this is kind of a conversation in the women's game, like at large, I think, just how many long irons, mid irons, hybrids, three woods, seven woods, nine woods, all that type of stuff that they're hitting into greens because it's so out of whack with what you do see in the men's game, which I think when you're talking about a, a hardcore golf audience, I think we are cheering that loudly and saying, like, like that's such a rep better representation of a true test of golf than Even driver wedge on every hole. Like nine was a perfect example of yeah. if you miss that fairway a little bit to the right and you're coming in off that downslope or at all out of the rough, it was a great pin today, kind of frontish left in this, you know, Randy would have called it a funnel pin. It whiffs um, of a funnel pin. But that was sure. great compared but you to had what it to was hit yesterday. The, yesterday was so freaking hard. Yeah. Like they, they did such a cool job moving Tell the that to around. Leona. Yeah. That's but true. they but they basically like you saw everything from like I saw two or three players almost hole out yeah. to a couple landed pin high on the front half of the green, but coming in from the wrong spot over there on the right and didn't even 
think about stopping no. on the green. And then you go over that green and it's a crazy hard, like Cupcho hit an unbelievable chip there. But I felt like the greens were firmer today. I think they, they dialed it back yesterday a little bit. A couple more gravities today. And then a couple more, it was 28 more gravities today, <laughs> according to uh, Fultzy. It, it seemed like firmer greens, but the, the pins were more gentler today than they yeah. were. The pins yesterday were straight up. It was a psychological examination. <laughs> Especially when the wind got up, too. Yeah, which I am so here for. The best compliment I can pay Inverness is that every shot that I feel like I saw had consequence. It was it was not like I see. I feel like we see a lot on the PGA Tour. You can hit a, a great drive and be in the middle of fairway, have 150 out, and just totally fan a nine iron into a greenside bunker and like very easily get up and down. Or you miss a green long and it hits a hits the grandstands and stops right there, and you hit a little flop shot up and get up. Like every green you missed, especially if it was even there was very few holes where it was like, all right, there's a great place to miss this right in front underneath that maybe you can get up and down. Almost every other one was like, if you miss here, you're toast. If you miss here, you're pretty much toast. If you miss here, you're maybe chipping to 10 feet. You might make the putt, but like you're going to have to earn it with a great putt. And that is just like what major championship golf is really all about. I mean, there's the sa- there's not the safety net of I can make par when I make a mistake. And that that's what I think a, a, even, a stroke play event would be super interesting there. Even on 15, Austin Ernst was like, she was in a per- great spot below the hole. Yeah. 20, 25 feet straight up the hill, bombs it by, and then has a five or six footer coming back down the hill. And there's constant, like you, you, you can't get caught with your hand in the cookie jar out there. I think to your, to your point, Randy, I mean, I think I said this last night after we recorded, but this entire week, I know it can, it can sound a little hipstery when you start getting into all the women's golf, the, the, you know, that's the game to follow all that stuff. I, I know how it can sound if you're not a, a women's golf fan and I know how, like I've even probably felt that way in more recent years before I started getting much more into it and watching it a lot more regularly but being out there this week legitimately made me like golf more like golf in quotes the game of golf was so much more fun what to we watch saw out is, there. is golf exactly and like I, I'm thinking back to Tron you kind of half referenced it but the the shot Georgia Hall had on nine today so she missed the fairway She's up in the right rough on a ma- like a major draw lie, and we should say she missed the fairway by like what a yard. Yeah, you so know? she's she's got the ball above her feet, hitting downhill to a left pin that is going to kind of run away from her. And we're all kind of like we're looking at it and talking, and you know we're like in le- she has to hit a perfect shot here because this thing's going to have so much kind of almost like top spin coming off that hill. There's going to be almost no way she can hit this close, and you see the the penalty paid immediately. If it was the men's game, she had probably, I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing she had 110 yards, 120 yards, no chance to get it close. If that's the men's game, it's such a different thing where they're flipping a sand wedge, landing it exactly in the bowl where they're looking for, and, and it's rolling down to three feet. And it's just, that's the, the difference, and that's why it's more entertaining. Which I think that, if you can find one lament with 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 Inverness, I think it, it might be switching 9 and 18. Which I think they had good intentions. I think totally I think their did. heart was completely in the right place, and, and it could have played out totally and, differently. And for those and that everything. don't know, if they didn't, I'm sure they mentioned it on TV. But yeah, that ninth hole is supposed to be 18. They switched it because they thought not as many matches were going to get to 18. Turned out almost every match made it to 18, which is kind of and it, and it would have been such a great finishing hole because yeah. I mean just the, a great surround. The 18th yeah. was that's probably one of the weaker holes on the golf course. It's just crammed on it on the edge of the property, and there's not much seating around it for the fans and. 
it uh it, it was less than I, in a different world though i think if you don't flip it then probably none of the matches end up getting <laughs> right, there exactly so it, it just i'm gonna i'm gonna flip the script here a little bit who's who are we ready to blame let's play the blame <laughs> oh we gotta blame somebody it's, it, it's a day after a u.s team loss in golf like I, uh, i'm used to you know just going around the room and start firing shots who are we firing shots at? i think bubba yes sir number one right I, he's I, now God. five listen bubba was I think we we dapped up Bubba a lot this week. It was awesome seeing him out there. <laughs> Tough that he's still not been a part of a winning Ryder Cup team. I did, he was a winning a, team. You know, he was an assistant or like a helper on the 2016 team. That's at Hazel uh, team. That's okay. He was there. Okay, he was there. So okay, and um, and just for the record, like a, obviously it's, it's great that Bubba's there. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. If you didn't listen to our show Saturday night, we uh, we we. No, I say we we kind of acknowledged our coming around on Bubba doing a, doing a little bit of a turn and acknowledging that he has done a lot of growing up over the past years. I don't necessarily uh, regret having you know not being a huge fan of Bubba. He gave us plenty of reason not to be, but in recent years he seems to have come become much more self aware. And um, I mean, there was no one else out. There. I mean, it was his effort was genuine. It was seriously appreciated by all of the t- uh, other captains, by all the players. Like just fans out, out there were having a great time with him out there. He got on the mic today and like started rapping, which could have gone very poorly, but <laughs> yeah. it pretty much went pretty like as good as it possibly could have. Kind of realistically, yeah. he he kind of had a little bit of rhythm, a little bit of a little bit of swag, if I might say so. Well, yeah, he was a recording great. artist. He was out there. You guys are forgetting about yeah, the true. golf boys. That's true. Yeah. You know, he was great out there. He was you could, he was in the mix. It was real. I mean, yeah. it was yeah. I think. So maybe like five percent of people are searching for the ulterior motive. I truly don't think there was. I tried one. to find it. I yeah. Find it. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll I'll lead off. I I think you got to look at three of the U.S. team's best players. You know, when when you look at Lexi, of course, Danielle Kang and Jessica Corda. You know, getting three and a half points from eleven matches from those three. That's it, tough. If if three of your best players don't play well, your chances are you're you're not going to have that much success. <laughs> I, w- I would like to refer to you to you know the U.S. Ryder Cup uh, history yeah. Yeah. in that sentence. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's almost never lost with guys nine through twelve on the team for them, and it, it was not the case for the U.S. women this time. Well, around. it's tough when too like the pod system when you got two people in the same pod and Jessica and Nelly, who neither of whom is playing all that well the first two days. Like you can't just blow up the pod, right? Or- well, and go back to Solid. We we were giving a ton of credit to Solid. Had some post post podcast beers last night. I think you you totally you whipped us around on the pod system. I think we covered it on the pod last yesterday. Night. Maybe we did, but it's it, like the first time you guys have ever come around on one of yeah. my takes. Well, maybe it's <laughs> the first good take. <laughs> so basically, the U.S. I mean, they were down to three. They're down three and a half to a half after right. the first morning. Yeah. So I guess what I'm getting at is they, you know, like you said, they they were. After that first session, they won by one. Yes. For all the remaining matches, they won by one. So it's it's hard to say, you know, blow up the pod system. I just think you, you have to look at it all in the context of, like, they were, like, heavily, heavily favored, though, too. Which right? I think is a mistake. Like, the expectation I, I think one, one heavily fits yeah, in. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I think one heavy favor, but maybe not. <laughs> not heavily, heavily. They were they were the favorite. The home, the home like, Europe was, like, plus, plus 200. I think, yeah, yeah, that's thirty-three percent right. chance. This, yeah. is, this isn't, yeah, this but isn't pa- miracle yeah. on ice. But on paper, it's like it's a, it's a stout team on paper, right? Again, going back to like, yeah, Rolex rankings. It's you, you just line up the Rolex rankings for both teams. But it's also, it's, I mean, people kind of pointed this out throughout the week too. It's also probably the deepest European team that we've without seen, without a doubt. 
totally. you know, like without the, a doubt, Euros are usually it's it mirrors the Ryder Cup very closely. Where the Euros usually, when they do lose, it's because they don't have the depth and they they just kind of get outgunned eventually. And uh, and today was closer than people yeah. probably are recognizing. If Lexi got the Lexi Habder match with Anna Nork was the first one out. If she makes one more putt, like we're talking one more putt, the the day could have gone very differently, right? They put that point up on the board. Norquist also missed a couple. She did, but I'm saying it's like one. We're talking about one putt either way, and a half match. Like it's insanely close. Austin Ernst, you know, had some some tough putting. I gotta give it to my guy TC. Was on top of Austin Ernst, like very bulky putter there. It was not I, a, I, and it brings me no pleasure. <laughs> like exactly, all, I think like, we all. Like he's like probably one of my like, top but two it, or that, three favorite players on the U.S. team. That was not in my mind, but then just like seeing it, to, it was like, oh god, yeah. That like is, I've seen this movie before. Like I takes one to no one, right? And, yeah, <laughs> and she missed. Yeah, she didn't get her putt to the hole to win the match um, on 18 today, and the three putt on 15. Like that, that was a huge, huge, huge point. And then Lizette played great for the majority of this week, and she had. Uh, just a couple, you know, holes not go her way, and and we we need she needed missed needed the putt to flip. on seventeen, missed too. the putt on seven. It was a really really tough putt. I mean, no one was really making that putt, but they just needed one of those to like they needed a couple of those to go, and it just didn't. And it it felt over a long time before it actually they they made the the storm came like it was. It got uneasy there for at least a little bit, I would imagine. The, the Europe odds went from like minus thirty five hundred to like minus six fifty, like in like less than twenty minutes, which is a huge, huge, huge swing. But it was a touching tribute to U.S. Ryder Cup teams that we've watched so many times throughout the years. A lot of just you know, no, no, no. Oh, if they just flip these nine matches and it, it becomes quickly like, oh, they're doing it, but they're then, doing it. And, and, but then oh, wait, the anchor no, match is. Oh wait, she, never mind. It's she's over. four down in the <laughs> yeah, anchor match, yeah, so yeah, you know. So there, I and I apologize for not knowing who exactly, but a, a, a tweet at one point was like big whiffs of like, dude, Rory just if he shoots thirty coming <laughs> yeah, in, exactly. like, oh we, shit, he birdied <laughs> the first two. But yeah, I was gonna say they got like the first three birdies on that back yeah, nine. Like, yeah. hey, this could happen. It's and, so tough to sustain. I think for me, it's it's. Like, I think there's a lot more positive words to go around for the European team, and I guess we'll get there. But on the U.S. team, like I would have liked to – I think we talked about it last night. I would have liked to have seen Yulimi No get more run. At um, least one more start, right? She yeah. She played three matches. She, she played really freaking well, and she was playing really great coming in. I think we were critical of the Mina Harrogate pick. Yeah. It just didn't feel like there was a lot of juice there. you know. And then just, just – who, well, the stars push back on the Mina thing. Who would you have picked instead? Because who stands out to me, just seeing who they, you know, the crowd really like gets behind is it would have been really fun to see Stacey Lewis play if she was in any kind of form at all. I think she would have gotten the people hyped. The two that I had in mind was for sure Stacey Lewis, who, yeah, like her form was not, it, it, that was kind of a sentimental pick being from Toledo. I think somebody like Angel Yin, who. You never quite know what you're going to get, but if you get good Angel Yin, especially pairing her up in, well, especially in four on ball. and 6,900-yard golf course. Y- yeah, yeah. Um, that's somebody else. But, yeah, I, I hate to, like, throw – because, you know, Mina Hergay is not the reason the U.S. team lost. But, it you know, I don't think she had a stand-up Like, it's it's tough for Nelly to go 0-2 in, in foursomes. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, that's not good. Yeah, it felt like – yeah, they they put a, they put a lot of eggs in the Nelly Allie Hewing basket, and Allie was one, two, that's and one. That's the other one. That's like, and it, she just didn't quite. 
Which, yeah, it's kind of one of those things that, like, it's super easy to sit here and say, like, yeah, that person maybe should have not played as many matches where, it you know, it easily could have, the back half of that could have gone the other way. And, um, like, Brit- Brittany Altamari, like, really kind of flipped her record later on. If she loses if she loses her, her singles match and she goes one and three, it's like, well, shit, why'd they throw her out so many times? But it's tough. They were going to play everyone three, at least three, t- uh, at least two times and no one more than three times. So it wasn't like someone. No, no, more, no one more than four times. N- in the team, in the team, team section, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone was going to play at least two team matches, and no one was going to play more than three. So there wasn't ever like definitely a couple things that, like in hindsight, would be like, yeah, you know, you know, maybe you could have sub done a little something different there. But it just kind of came down to like, gosh, at a certain point, like you guys got to step up and make some putts. That's and what it I was going to say. Happen. All of everything we've said the last five minutes is outweighed by yeah. the stars. Just like didn't didn't have it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you, if you get. One more of those matches, it's it's right. You add add a point to the U.S., you're taking a point from the other team, right? I mean, it's it's there's your two point differential. I just never felt like the team, like I don't know, it's just being out there. Like you can tell me I'm totally wrong, but like it just doesn't feel like the the American team likes each other as much. As, Euro team as, is as the European team. There's a lot of vibe coming. They're like from so the, spunky from and energetic team. and everything like that. They're and singing to each t- other, talking to shout, everybody yeah. out there that's around the tour all the time. Like they kind of said the same thing. They're like hey like the euros are just like really fun and they all get along and like a lot of the year like a lot of the u.s team just like was kind of disinterested well, such, i would say i wouldn't say not like each other i just think like they didn't just, buy in the team like individuals yeah, they right? embrace the team yeah. yeah as much as it appears Which, that the european side does god it's hilarious it's so where, where have i heard that i was getting it's, it's so yeah. fucking mirrors, why are these parallels so mirrors strong? the men's i got men's roasted for hilarious. saying that on twitter last night and it granted, like it's gonna be an ass beating and all that but like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i think it might but have been like, some of your language you use but, but i said like 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 the, the same things that i don't like about u.s men's Ryder cup team i feel this, the same way about this u.s women's solheim cup team it just doesn't I believe you use the word hate but yeah i did i did i just i it just doesn't there's no sense of like cohesion or like excitement to be, to, to be around that. each other hard to it, it's i know i keep saying this but it, it when things are it just reminds me so much of the men's team i'm, I'm with you in that when things are going well like god it's fun it's so fun to watch Brooks and Dustin Johnson and Patrick. Oh, Patrick! Here comes Patrick Cantlay. Oh my God, these these guys are so fun to watch when they're kicking ass. And as soon as it goes bad, it just seems like everyone's really miserable, but and useless, and joyless. In certain ways, like maybe maybe the same things that make them great individual players. Some of those same traits work against being a great player. Like you'd say that about Tiger and Phil and those like there's like, like just being able to mesh into a team. Yeah, it's like you're so you retreat does, within yourself. Yeah. You know, when you're when you're under the gun versus wanting to lean on others. Well, there's something like your your super <laughs> teamwork's all about. Your super <laughs> Your superpowers are kind of um uh diminished a little bit in these like hyper short formats, right? Especially if you're playing alt shot like you are the star. You are this big, like big shot. Now you got to go, like, do this weird little format against these two other people with different emotions and different everything, and so that can like double down on you, right? In front of like more people than you play in exactly. front of all year. It can it can double down on you, and uh, it it I don't know. It, it just feels like a, they play with more pressure on them and and don't really uh, embrace. I don't know. It 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 felt very similar. Um, I, I we were joking. We were out there. It's kind of tradition after every one of these after every Ryder Cup or Solheim Cup uh you know mostly Ryder Cup in this regard it's like all right if the U.S. loses 
the U.S. just like goes to town on themselves. Like it it's just becomes a blame game. And then when Europe loses, they just blame the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> and get mad true. at the fans. But, but there are rumblings of, you know, the your, your best U.S. players weren't really embracing the, the practice sessions, right, uh, throughout the year. Or even just the team building stuff. The, the team you can building. roll your eyes at that, but like you, you got to buy in, right, there, even if it's not your thing. It, it kind of so apparent being out there that, you know, you just saw more European team members, assistants, helpers, like they were, they just seemed more frequent at the green sites and, and following the matches. And, and it's just like little stuff like that, where it just, it, I, I just can't help but think like, yeah, they just have this you can't team put your finger on it, mentality a little bit more figured out, which feel I, it, it feels like something I would want to roll my eyes at. But yeah, when you're out there, it makes so much more like when we're talking about the thin margins of like making a couple more putts and, the the kind of comfort level that comes from like having some of your teammates out there cheering you on and this like will to win rather than this will to not screw up which is two it's very like different when you're things. legitimately enjoying yourself versus just playing not to not to yes. lose right yeah like, those are- it it does feel like i've been I, this is i guess so i went to uh you know i've been to went to france i went to 2012 at medina i've been to enough that just like feel like almost sense the european teams abilities to like on both sides men's and women's now it's the first time i've seen on the women's side but their ability to like just get an extra couple points out of places that they probably didn't deserve it i'll say deserve in quotes but it's just like when it when it could have gone either way like we're taking the ball like that that loose ball on the floor like that is ours like dennis rodman is getting that which, ball which is like it's so cliche it is like i hate the, it the little it. winning plays right and and yeah we're starting to see that just bubble up and, and come forth, I think, on the, the, the women's side with Team Europe, you know? it's Which is a big swing, too, from, you know, I'm certainly not a scholar of the Solheim Cup by any means, but I do remember rumblings of, you know, not that long ago, it was such a lopsided event that it was right. kind of like, why, you know, why are the Europeans even showing up? And now to go, say what you will, man, but to go win any kind of these, any one of these team events, men or women, on opposing soil is incredibly impressive. The, I mean, it's it's 99 people out of 100 are rooting for the other team that are on the grounds. And, and you go and you just take it. Nobody's cheering for your good shots. Everybody wants you to lose. Yeah. <laughs> and you go and you, you get more points over the course of three days. Like that's There's a slight wild. pause after a missed putt. Yeah. And then there's a cheer instead right. of it just being a straight up cheer. I was going to say there was some cl- that, that was about as classy as I've seen a yeah. team event in terms of how the fan. There were a couple instances where like a ball a went in the bunker. 18. There'd be one fan that's like, oh yes, yeah. and the European caddies would turn. Don't don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I was like, oh guys, you would not enjoy True. the Ryder Cup. It's really almost too respectful. The the U.S. Uh, it, it was. The calm. players were trying hard to get the fans. They worked hard. And the fans were great. Don't don't get me wrong, but it wasn't it wasn't the big boisterous. I'll say drunk. Uh, yeah, I didn't see crowds. Anybody, I didn't see anybody arrested. Crowds that we've we've seen at Ryder Cups. And so it, it's yeah. I don't think I don't think they got. I don't think they squeezed every ounce out of the, the home field advantage. They I, I'm I'm with you there. Looking at like who really really stepped up to the plate at least today. I know we've talked. To, you know we've done pods each day, but talking about today, I thought Celine Boutier. Went out. Yeah, it was like, good to was see her. Five and four. Get like, some that form was a back. Massive, massive, just like no doubter in the middle of the day. Emily Christine Patterson, three and one overall. Uh, all square at the turn today against Danielle, which 
thought that was kind of a weird, you know, just, I don't know if it's an acknowledgement that Danielle's fighting your swing and not playing well, that you send the person out that seems like she's most into the crowd and everything. You send her out last when the crowd wasn't really like the stands were half empty. Well, I think it's a good number one. I think it's a good combo of if she is fighting it, then maybe you're hiding her and, and maybe it won't come down to that. And if you do need her, then she's kind of your most passionate person. And if if anybody can summon something at the end, maybe it's her, you know, it's almost a a roll of the dice twice. It was kind of a, you know, ran out of holes situation for her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, she kept accidentally extending that match. I think everybody was ready for it to be over so that Europe could officially celebrate. I thought they were going to scoop She just the kept making birdies. Yeah. Strong Monty vibes yeah. going on there. That, that, that match was for the Wikipedia page. What but, about, uh, uh, shout out to Ollie. Uh, that, yeah. that, that, I think that would have been a bad if uh, if Danielle, or if you missed the previous shows, uh, Ollie Brett caddies for Danielle Kang, but is also dating Emily Christine Peterson. And of course, they drew each other in singles. And if they, if she'd have lost the last three in holes the anchor match. <laughs> in the anchor match to even to to have her match, yeah, uh, even in a winning effort, I think that had been a t- that had been a tough situation for Ollie. I think it truly was the best case scenario. It was for Ollie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what about our young hitter? We haven't mentioned our young yeah. hitter. Great Madeline. win for Madeline today in in singles against Allie Ewing. Allie Ewing putted the lights out today too. Yeah, Madeline was kind of patient. Was was down a hole early and and just kept kept grinding. She. Some putts finally did fall. She was exactly right. I was going to say, I know she's gotten a lot of run on our, our podcast for someone who was one and two for the week, but truly played better than that. She was tough out. Deserved, yeah. deserved a, definitely deserved a point. So it was, that was awesome to see. She great. And it was cool to, you know, cool to see she had uh, our friend of the friend of the program, her, her caddy Shane Cod had a uh, previous engagement in Ireland, his daughter's first communion. So cool that she had her boyfriend on the back, Jack yeah. Clark, which was also just... What a cool moment for awesome that. Awesome up and down yeah. on uh, 16. I thought she was going to game bridge. I thought she was going to game bridge <laughs> so, and, yeah. and hold that bunker shot to win the match. But <laughs> had one unfortunately, the, she just hit it to like four feet and made birdie. And one of the greatest sounds of a bunker shot oh. I've ever heard in person. She opened that face so wide open. It was just, she, it was was she had a great really interview. Out of the bunker. Great, great interview on Sky too. Just like you could tell it was kind of weighing on her that she hadn't contributed yet. And she, you know. She, not only has she not contributed, she's at the center of probably the biggest story of the week. Right. Right. <laughs> Scooping a putt. And so it, it, to get the point, I think it, that that's a that's a lot of stress on any one single player. Like just to go get your point, like the sense of relief you see on their face after they get it, like it's just something you don't want to like sit with for two years. Is like if potentially you, you know, lose your singles match and you end up losing the right, the Solheim Cup by uh, almost had the second one there, the, the Solheim Cup. I, I, I'll say this one. too on Madeline. Like you, you talk to, you know, we get we got to talk to all types of people this week, and. I think she's the one that keeps coming up and like, yo, her swing is like the best swing out here almost. Like I, I think I think she is not. I'm so excited to see her over the next couple of years. Oh, like gosh, like yeah. I like just keep keep building confidence and I, I just really feel like she's gonna put herself in the mix in in some big spots. This was it, like. I, I was maybe five percent confident in this when we did the Wild World of Golf with her last summer. It was just like, man, I feel like she is tr- like one of the greatest ball strikers in the world and probably one of the best players in the world. And I honestly don't feel like she knows it. Like she just didn't carry herself with that confidence you would expect from somebody that swings it and hits it that good. And I, I just, I think we're starting to see that snowball just a little bit in terms of like her awareness of how good she is. And once you kind of get some of that awareness, that's when things can. I mean, she finished runner up. She missed a. She bogeyed the last the last hole to miss being a playoff in the last major. Like it's it's getting very very real for Madeline. I thought Mel Reed 
unbelievable week. Yeah. Um, you know, didn't didn't quite have it today. Missed some putts today, but, but like just bat, a, but like battled back. Who she does was, who does she remind you not to make everything kind of reductive to the the men's game, but. Who's a good Your, I was gonna. That's yeah. exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Who her kind of male male uh, comp would be on the Euro team? I would put her her or Charlie Hall as, as Poulter. Poulter. Yeah. I think um, I think Charlie just, Hall's like Sergio. Yeah. Like that's just kind of like yeah, kind of quiet. But if you like look at that record throughout several years and like many playing as a youngster into her veteran years, like that is a stalwart of a teammate. Whereas. Mel just seems like kind of maybe greater than the sum of her parts. Exactly. Like just gets a lot out of it. Like and ends up being a great like support. Like weaves in very well on a team. Totally. Does does what she needs on the holes that she's needed to. Um, that's kind of the vibe I've I've gotten. She had but a good just week. straight yeah. She seems fearless. Too. That's what I was gonna say. She doesn't. She might get blown out to sea some days, and she might not have it, and she might be whatever. But. It, it's almost like I think back to that Presidents Cup at South in South Africa where they're like, all right, hey, we're doing a playoff. We need one person to go out there. It's like, <laughs> yo, Melry, we're dropping a ball at 150. We're having to close it to the pin from 150 yeah. yards. Who's gonna hit it? It's like, give me the fucking ball. She I, was way, I, way, way down today against Yulimi. Yeah, and fought back and fought back and lost one down. Uh, she and then like you know even halved yesterday her and leona against cup show and salas which is obviously arguably the best the, the match of the solheim cup yeah, in my the, opinion the, the uh, best match there was she played with leona in the morning yesterday won five and four even just just a, and then and then one up against the Corda sisters to kind of set the tone on on uh saturday so which i the, this is totally constructed in my brain i feel like mel gets a lot of joy out of beating the Cordas. <laughs> I don't know why. I just feel like that. That just feels like a, it would be a thing. She's like, I, I'm taking this one personally. Well, I think when you're that kind of again, this is I'm I'm projecting yes. as well. I don't know Mel at all, but if you're if you're that kind of like chippy, yes, hyper competitive, per- you want to beat the best yeah. players, right? Yeah. You relish it, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, uh, hypothetical question here. Let's say the format was that Presidents Cup style, and they would have tied. Who would you who if your captain I mean Europe's a very easy one who I think you would send out. If you were the US captain, who would you have sent out in the uh to, to go play off against Leona? Oh God. If I'm if I'm answering like I'd probably say Cupcho. She got her ass beat today. Oh, yeah. I'd say Nelly. I, I think we saw Leona. the Leona versus Cupcho. So Cup I was show. gonna say like <laughs> I think it's gotta be Nelly. I would say if Nelly. If you yeah. don't send out Nelly if you don't send out Nelly, it was like uh It's an indictment of the whole system. Tron, who's who's the coach that uh <laughs> The, in football that won the toss in overtime but elected to, <laughs> to kick. defer dick Jerome. Yeah, yeah. like, that's like the glowing brain stuff where like if it if the, Nelly, wind, the wind was blowing like crazy though it's down at yeah. it's down at university of uh, illinois like if you pick like megan kang and and then she loses it's like oh god you, <laughs> it's gonna be a bad couple days for you tiger maybe, tiger sorry man brett, really stick- brett wetterick wants the ball <laughs> he's got that look at his eye maybe you really stick your neck out and send and send you leave me out yeah. Right. I think yeah, it, it's it's tough because right, you look at records and and no one. I'm sure that hopefully the captains are looking closer at like who's scoring what on what holes. Right. You could play great and and lose your match. You could play horrible and win your match. But anyways, that's a, a hypothetical. Charlie Hole is 25. I, this I, was what her fifth soul. I didn't God. believe you when you said that. I was like, wait a second here. That doesn't seem right. Charlie Hole's younger than Leona McGuire. She's she's the youngest uh, woman to play on Team Europe. Both her first and second Solheim Cup. <laughs> like there hasn't been anybody younger than her, even the second time she played on the Solheim Wasn't Cup. Wasn't Allison Lee like twelve when she played yeah, on that right. one? Yeah. She's eleven, five, and three. 
Mm. And five solo home cuffs. I'll say, speaking of youngsters, like Yalimi, I you, it'll get lost in the 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 final result, but she played really well. Uh, obviously, beat Mel Reed in in singles, which is like going into like a bar fight. Yeah. You know, like, hey, good luck <laughs> with a hooligan. Like, there's a there's a tough son of a bitch in there. Like, <laughs> good luck. Uh, Yalimi's twenty and has had some really good results in majors. She's got a ton, a ton of talent. I, I, I think keep... that's somebody that's like. Super excited to watch her. That's what I was going to say. I keep going back to these comps just because I know most of our audience probably watches, you know, predominantly men's golf, but reminds me almost like a Xander type, right? Someone who's like, she's shown up on a lot of leaderboards and just hasn't totally broken through yet, but is super young, super early in her career and seems like she has every every uh, component. You're to, probably going to have to Rose, that Rose Zhang coming behind yeah. her in a very oh. similar fashion. Spain have the whole Stanford women's golf. <laughs> Spain's going to be very cool. Yeah, the U.S. talent coming up is is going to be very yeah. interesting. We're going to Spain, right? Have we to. have to go to Spain. Have oh to. my god, I, Randy guys! I, I didn't want to tell you this, but I went over to the the Spain booth and I I booked us all <laughs> tickets. So. Carving up the hummone? the hummone over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, let let's put a wrap the on big our hummone, big uh, Randy. Our Solheim Cup experience. I mean, that would exceed meat you know fall short of expectations i have a feeling i know what everyone's answer is going to be but i mean for sure exceeded uh, somewhere between exceeded and met just I think because met, yeah i, I think there knew. have been a ton of people i mean the lpj staff has been saying a lot of this the players have been saying a lot of this uh our, our hitter beth ann nichols has been saying a lot of this just go see it in person it's fucking awesome the crowds are great uh and yeah it was all of those things you know, I don't want to trigger you because I know this is very similar to something else you've been you've been saying for a long time. Mm-hmm. Play the Solheim Cup every year. Oh, of course. Don't play the Ryder Cup. I'm not saying play the Ryder Cup every year. I still stand by. It's too big. It's too much of a monster. We need some space. We need to we need to digest it. But Solheim Cup just seems like the absolute best marketing tool for women's golf. It just doesn't seem like you could you could possibly get enough for it. What do you do? I don't what know do if you do a Solheim Cup every year. I think I think you got like. The elephant in the room is like flip the president. Korea is not true. Represent. Yeah, you don't. You don't have the final. Like we we haven't talked about the final boss, which is <laughs> which is the Korean women. <laughs> uh, I, obviously, I, I, I mean, I've been heavily on this block of make the internet the president's cup. Well, I, I think a team that, mixed event that is the like the solution. And I right? think they'll figure that out. It's just going to take like ten years. It was it was really cool to see so much support from the PGA Tour today on on the socials though. They did have that one tweet about Bubba Watson. Strategic alliance. What do you do? With, like, I'm just curious. In your off year, like, what? What? How do you digest the Ryder? You said you needed like a year to digest. We, the Ryder all Cup. we fucking do is sit around and talk about it. Yeah, but wouldn't it be cooler it to it even, watch it? No, it makes it even better. Oh god, it makes it even better. This is come on, worst. big. I know you're with me on this. Yo, it's too much. It's I can't competitive think about starvation. That. You have exactly. to. No. Yeah, yeah. I honestly think like my star like. Doing three years in between them, like I'm coming down off of a high of like getting super. I, I feel like I haven't been able to get myself as excited for it. You no, know, you do. Inter- I talk to you guys. No, you do the intermittent fasting. It's the same exactly. thing. Exactly. You, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get off of it for a little while. <laughs> Real quick, I know we're we're wrapping soon, but talk about like I think one of the things, or I'll, I'll sorry, I'll to answer your questions, Holly. I would rank this right up there golf wise. Uh, first time I set foot at Augusta National, just the impossibility of how that place could ever live up to my expectations, and it did. Just just the course, right? Like walking around, like oh my god, this place is every bit as good as it looks like on TV, and you know the the concessions. Anyway, 
that's how I felt this week. Like I obviously had high expectations. I was super pumped to get here and somehow like the event and I think the weather could not literally could not have been better. The venue was like I, I think we we're very spoiled for this being our first Solheim Cup. Uh, but it, but it not only met, I think it even exceeded my expectations. I've never been to a Ryder Cup. This is my first Solheim Cup. I've been to a President's Cup. And that was probably one of the worst experiences just because it rained nonstop. Oh, I was there like too. That was tough. Three days straight. That was, was a awful. tough, tough year. Um, we were and, all uh, there. We didn't cross at, uh, oh, that's right. village. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, this was, you know, I, I feel like I was actually more looking forward to this because I felt like I was going to be able to watch a lot more golf. Yeah. yeah. It, it seems like the, the, like the Ryder Cup has become such a big spectacle and hospitality event and the build out is so big and Whistling Straits is going to be really, really hard to like walk and get yeah and and i think this there's there, there's a certain intimacy to this that's great and what's really cool on that note and i'm not saying this i, I promise in a self-serving or conceited way but so many people coming up to us this week saying things like hey i i was skeptical i'm literally only here because you guys have talked so much about women's golf and rider or in Solheim cup. And that's the only reason I've gotten into it and gave it a chance to come out and I'm having a blast or I came out with my daughters and they're loving it or all of that stuff. And so if you're, if you're on the fence, you're probably not listening to this podcast, which is fine. <laughs> but if you're on the fence about whether you should go check out one of these events or not, just, it was very heartening to hear like how many people 50 to zero. Yeah. Right. Like nobody kind of like, man, I'm here because of you guys. And you know what? This kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, like screw you. Yeah. Like, you know, like that just doesn't happen. Yeah. And I hadn't really thought of it until this week that the amount of people that said like, Hey, my daughter, I'm trying to get my daughter into golf. Like, you know, my daughter is into golf. This is a thrill for her. Like, how the you know that's how women's golf hasn't gotten more popular just because of the people that are raising daughters that want their daughters to see you know women out there competing professionally at the highest level i mean it's a it's a contagious vibe yeah i i think didn't the uh, we were tuned in a little bit to sky sports they had like yeah. little ear Trish, radio who, pieces who was phenomenal throughout the whole week we you can either listen to the golf channel broadcast or the sky hmm. broadcast on your uh, on your earpiece so, while you're sorry out there. jerry sorry to Fulty. was giving it he was well, if we you, give him all. His, we were feeding Jerry all the stuff, so we all didn't need to listen to it back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but no, she, Trish was saying she's like, you know, usually these these Solheim cups are a ton of women, and there's a, there's a lot of blokes out here, <laughs> yeah. a lot of blokes with their sons out here, and it's just it's great to see. She's like, this is not a a women's sporting event. This is a true sporting event out here. It's awesome. Yeah. Bro, so Lido. Exactly. So I don't think it was uh, a coincidence. Toledo turned way. up too. Like the Lido. There were a lot of know, people there. Brady today. said it was an absolute Nor sausage fest. Northwest out there. Ohio, <laughs> Southeast Michigan, and like you, you think about how saturated this area is and has been with women's golf over the last yeah. twelve to twenty-four months between the two tournaments last year. You know, here in Toledo, and then you've got the. The Meyer up in Grand Rapids, you've got the one in Midland, the Dow, you've got, you know, the marathon was in Sylvania a couple months ago, and then this. It's like, there's, there's been like five or six LPGA events within a hundred mile radius in the last... Well, I think part of it is, I mean, it's just a truly enjoyable experience. A lot of that just being, you know, totally candid is because there's like a couple less people there, right? And, and Inverness did have a bunch of great vantage points, and there were a lot of great hills you could stand on. It was like almost kind of stadium you know, stadium golf in some, in some spots, but a lot of it is PJ tour is great. And it's a, they're a massive, massive operation and a massive success, but 
also every the last couple of times I've gone to a PJ Tour event when you're outside the ropes or whatever, it's just it's there. There's truly like too many people. It's just hard to actually see the golf and so shrink the game baby. It, it, it is a it's a testament to shrinking the game we got to keep it in that this sweet is gonna spot it's going to be an already. unbelievable like u.s women's open oh. venue which we mentioned on the pod a couple years ago or a nine couple will ago. play as 18 i can't think of a, a better awesome. stroke play venue coming up there yeah where should they send the 2024 solheim cup that's great a great question, question. We, were we, just, we we were working sources and i guess the, it really is not like close to being decided true, yet who could say <laughs> yeah. yes Heard everything from, you know, we kind of heard coast to coast uh, suggestions out there. I, I threw out Omaha. I think Omaha, TC speaks very highly of Omaha. I think that feels like, I, I think the mid-market. Kind of underserved communities with it, like actually a lot of corporate money. In yes. I, I think the, the mid-market seems to be essential for this event just from a, you know, you're not competing for those same corporate sports marketing dollars, you know, with a bunch of other tours and leagues and games and sports coming to town uh omaha seems like it has just a, a great golf culture seems like they have a ton of awesome golf courses omaha country club for the uh senior senior open this year looked phenomenal like that would seems like it'd be a great venue cool weather at this or you know good weather at this this part of the year so uh, that would be my kind of half-assed vote like, tulsa southern yeah. highlands you were be... you were efforting another Midwest Southern, Southern Highlands is in Vegas, but I'm with Southern you. Hills. Southern Hills. Southern Hills. <laughs> Randy regrets here. Southern Hills. Vegas uh, would be a, a different. No, vibe. I thought Pittsburgh. Keep it in the Midwest, right? Yeah, you sure. could You could nope. go to. Nope, we're not doing not it. Doing you, it. You could go we've had to such a good. It. We've had such a good week. Let's no, just not you could go to Oakmont, uh, but really, TC and I, we want to take it to Fox Chapel in Foz. Pittsburgh. The shout Foz. out to the Foz. and uh, shout out to Rainer. No, I think I think a Rainer Foz collab. I think you do. Like, I'm gonna keep riding for it until they get something. I think it's better for a team event than it is for a stroke play event. Chambers Bay. I know. I said that to Randy West too. West Coast. The, the only thing that so sucks about awesome. that is the the be so bad for the crowds. The, the grant like the so bad for European viewers. The uh, oh that, yeah that's yeah true that's true. Like I always forget about that with yeah. European. Mm-hmm. I did think but if when, when if you could move the, Chambers the Bay to a different site, I would be <laughs> like I love everything about Chambers Bay, but then I was like, man, there's. There's nowhere to walk. When we there. do the U.S. versus Korea, then you have it at Chambers sure. Bay. President's Cup. My, my Mixed other, President's Cup at Chambers oh, Bay, I'd be way in for it. My other legitimate was like Western New York, I think would yeah. be cool. Like Buffalo, Rochester, you know, somewhere. Already good good Low spirit, of, good spirit <laughs> yeah. of women's golf out there. Heard L.A. bandied about. I don't know. Oh, I think Riv would be so much fun. Well, of eh, of I don't think so. You don't? <laughs> no, I think it'd be horrible. <laughs> Come hey, on. He's joking. Oh, I was like, <laughs> what? really? Like, you, oh you my know, god, what am I missing? I think it'd be awesome. And then I think you know, Randy, you had a good point too. That I think you could throw any, you know, I'll say quote unquote Pinehurst, but really any of the courses in that area would be good. But hopefully, like you said, it's. I think what's been really cool about the Solheim Cup and events like this are seeing courses you're not really seeing otherwise, and we just do see a bunch of. Pine I think Boston stuff. too, with the with the PGA Tour kind of abdicating, yeah. or even Long Island, like the PGA Tour kind of abdicated Philadelphia. the Northeast, yeah. saying, "Hey, like we're not yeah. going to have these events anymore in the Northeast." Aronimic would be make yeah. a lot of sense. That'd be cool, I think. So, yeah, we squeezing a little bit of last minute Ryder Cup stuff here as we uh, get down to the wire. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we're going to talk about what happened over in Europe. Did Mickelson get tapped? Second, of course, Mickelson injury got replacement. Tapped. Yeah. Are we uh, are we ready to lock in what our final picks are going to be? <laughs> he's so he's so over my mix. Well, I think with I think with Kepka Kepka being hurt, you gotta you gotta give Mickelson a look. I right? think it's just oh, uh, it's just it's just an experience thing at that point. Right, you, know, you got to find the guy who 
Who has the most experience? Well, anytime you can tap a current major champion exactly. in mm-hmm. your team, why not? I heard I heard so many people. Well, I would go, put Jim Furyk on the team. Then he's a current <laughs> senior U.S. Open champion. I, listen, you want to talk about experience? Yeah. If you want a horse trade, I'll, I'll give you Jim if you take Phil. Okay. Should they take sure. both? That's interesting. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, Stricker be a playing captain. Can you imagine truly in American golf? Can you imagine a worse course fit for whistling straights, <laughs> Jim Furyk? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> People are still telling me Kisner. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm choosing to ignore Corsett because I don't care about that, and I'm officially officially throwing my support behind Kevin Na for a captain's pick. <laughs> You're but, such and, a no, no, no. That's bad not guy. that's not that's not funny. He's hot. He's had a great season. 100 percent earnest. 100 percent earnest. I think he'd be fascinating in that environment. You I'll tell I'll tell you who I I, I think. I don't real, think wait, it's the, real quick yeah. to respond to that. You're exactly right. It's not. It's not funny. That's all <laughs> I had to say about that. I just want to confirm that you were exactly right there. I, I don't think he's a great course fit, but I think he deserves a shot on a Ryder Cup team because I think he'd be a pain in the ass for the Euros. Billy Ho, TC. I've been Ho, saying. I think I've been saying this for every Ryder Cup. I don't think for the last ten years. I don't think he's contractually allowed to do this with his with his. Respond, role and responsibility down in Ponte Vedra. He's not allowed to play in a PGA of America, you know, sanctioned event. He, he's only he's President's Cup only. But uh, but yeah, I think Billy Ho. No, I, and I, I I think Berger, Harris English, Scotty Scheffler, Billy Ho. Those would be my four. I mean, what what if you have to make six? What? Not, oh, I, well, well, I mean, Spieth is on. Xander. I mean, Xander's on. And female. Right? So now you got too many. Okay, but not, yeah, but yeah, but Kepka's out. In my opinion, you're saying Kepka's out. Yeah. Okay. Not not the hottest golfer in the world right now. Go, going back to <laughs> the last six starts. No, going back non-Leona, to John Leona, Deere. Non-Leona Maguire. Yeah, I, I did see many people clamoring for Leona tied Maguire for second at John Deere, tied for second at Wyndham, and tied for first in the OWGR 72 hole score at the Tour Championship. What if I told you he was the fifth hottest over the last three months amongst Americans? Well, no, players. my numbers. I'm saying my <laughs> numbers show. And then you throw in like a top 10 at the Northern Trust. This guy legitimately deserves to be in the conversation. Problem is, he's from California. The home game models don't really like it. Randy, if we were going to France, I, I'd yeah. be all ears. Bro, I hate course fit. See, going back to well, how, how. Just roll those balls out there. Yes. Let someone go for if it. If they're a real team, they'll be able to win anywhere with anybody. What about Jerry that, Kelly? <laughs> What if Stringer just says, says, you know what, I'll just play. (laughs) Can you you unpack why you would actually hate course fit? Well, I just hate (laughs) having to consider the course in something like this. Because it hurts your brain? You hate it being the deciding factor. Yeah. And he hates the fact that the the home team is going to set it up so... Demonstrably absurd. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a I, perverted competition. Is where I kind of almost ride for <laughs> TZ's boy Krokrak. I I would take Krokrak over Nah. Yeah, course right, fit like, matters. Who do you a want? Lot. Who do you want? Who you, tell us who you want. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the last one. Who do you want? I mean, we're taking Speed. Of course, we're taking Xander. Of course, we're taking Fino. Are we taking Fino? <laughs> we are. He's already got the phone call. Like we're we, he's going. Okay. Um, I don't think you can argue Fino. Ray, we got to concede that. We're one. going burger. <laughs> be, we'll live to fight another day. Don't worry. We're going burger. We're where going we, English. Where do we make our stand? <laughs> All right. So who, with any who's luck, he'll make our stand for us. It's got to be smoking. Scotty. That's so big of you, Thank right? You, man. I'm coming. I'm finally coming around, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I, I think if we're suspending any bits here, I I would co-sign all of your picks. That sounds you. great to me. 
What about you. Webb? Is he qualified, or do we have so to? I pick think him? Webb is what's going to get the is going to get Kepka's spot. Okay, because mm. I like Webb, which I think is interesting. I think that would... Webb is not a course fit. I, I'm admitting that, but Webb is also an, a, a different level I, of player than Kevin Knott. Is I he as hot? Ke- Probably not. But like. Has Kepka said anything? It just seems like he he's got a couple weeks. Yeah, I, he probably he's gonna, has time. He's gonna play. I would. I Dan, it's a true Daniel Larusso is gonna fight situation, which is gonna be interesting if he can't practice leading up to it and is just gonna do his thing where he tries to will himself and like oh, I would never miss this thing and goes oh and three. That's what I'm saying. I think that's exactly <laughs> what he's gonna be. Do. I agree, I, dude. Let me say this: if the U.S. loses, it'd be one of the great disgraces of our time. They they you want to talk about heavily heavily favored? The more we think about this, the more like. On paper, they're not heavily, heavily favored. They're they about the same as this. Should be though. They should. Rom's the number one player in the world right now. The rib is clearly hasn't been carrying for a while, so which means he's, he's super dangerous. For sure, gonna turn it on. Fleetwood's, Fleetwood's playing well. Fleetwood's playing Sergio's well. Sergio's playing well. Hatton's always gonna like Hatlin, uh, Hovland, uh, Westy's coming off one of the best years of his career. You guys want to hear something wild? The John Rahm's gap over the last two three months, he is more than two shots per round better than the second best European. That's a it's a statement of how God. insane Rom has been. And it's not it's not a it's not really a tough scene after that, but Rom Rom's gap is like he is so far and away the best player in the world, it's like not even close. It's wild are, how are we gonna see any any surprises this week at the BMW PGA? With uh, I mean, the uh, European captain's picks are super easy, right? Billy Ho's playing over there. Maybe he's trying to get. Maybe he's trying to get a Euro (laughs) captain. I mean, so so Sergio, yeah, for sure. And then Poltz and Rose, right? Rose and Poltz. I would assume. I don't unless unless Weisberger sneaks in, and then you got to burn one on Lowry, right? You can't leave the. Do you have to burn one on Lowry? I think Lowry would be good, good all around. Great, great guy to have there. Yeah. He's played well this year. And it's an Irish golf course, right? Totally. totally. It's, it's going to remind him of the home country. <laughs> so that's all on Wednesday. Um, I feel. I feel. I don't feel like they're going to screw it up. I feel like. I think it's going to be the guys you you just laid out. I think I'm with it, you. it may be the sixth guy might be different. Um, and Who do you think it could be? I think they might do Webb as who's, the sixth who's guy. Who's most likely to Scheffler. get boned? Scheffler. I think Scheffler's the, the Harris or Berger. Uh, I don't think I don't think it, I think it's Scheffler. I think Scheffler definitely is the most likely to get burned. The more I thought about Berger, the more it would be a, a true travesty if he's not. On the Berger's team. on the team, Berger's relatively the team. speaking. Randy, of course, I think pick Phil. But if you're not going to pick Phil and you're actually going <laughs> to use your head and pick the guys that make the most sense, Berger makes the most sense. <laughs> is the, Phil officially out? Has he been ruled out? <laughs> not like officially. He's I think officially it'll bring, it'll bring his clubs. Captain. Yeah. Right? Like, Phil, just come. You're an assistant captain. We'll have a card for you. But bring your clubs just in case. I just don't understand. Phil and Michael Jordan should just roll around together. What what, what don't you understand? And is this the bit? I need need clarification on what it is. No, it's not the bit. I I just want to see some of these guys actually do something before they get to be on the team. Like, Like, I, you know... Name names. A bunch of top 15s. Like, Scheffler's never won a PGA Tour event. You know? Like... Why do why do we get to pick him for the Ryder Cup? Because his shots gained is good, and supposedly the course fits good. Oh, he's taken away because he's good at getting the ball in the hole, and he would be good at getting the ball <laughs> no, in the hole but, on this but course. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I no, just, I do. I, I just really don't, don't need it. I, I don't need it. And this is not a bit. This is not a bit. This is not a bit. I do think Scheffler. We want to talk about cohesion and all that stuff. He seems like you'd be a a bit of a glue guy. 
kind of a chameleon. Can, yeah, can, he seems can like float he, in different circles. You never hear a bad thing about him. Seems like he gets along with everybody. Sixth man off. Seems the bench. like he could play with anybody. Just slippery guy. Can't box him out. Yeah. like he's just slippery. He gets a lot of rebounds. His knees are always banging up against you. It just he makes you a little uncomfortable. No, he, I know. I'm, I'm he dipping my. He, he's not. He's not. Even, he peaked in like eighth grade when he was a man amongst boys. <laughs> You're what? You're... <laughs> he was like 32 years old in eighth grade. He was like the one kid with the hairy chest that was getting 17 rebounds a game. It scored 30 points from two feet away. Dude, I gotta end this, man. This is this is making my brain hurt. We uh, my we only have... that was be my only concern is if Scheffler could, if he's gonna be fatigued. Scheffler. Uh... Also, this Randy, this is probably his last chance to make a team. Comp, he's getting up there in years. Comp this week for. Uh... Scheffler, Carlota Saganda. For kind of, sure. Kind of walks like she has. Yeah. A couple fake knees. <laughs> I, I think Kevin, uh, because I think he would be super fascinating to see under the pressure of a Ryder Cup. Thirsty Kevin. Obviously, he's playing really good golf right now. And, you he, know, everything except for maybe course fit. I, I think he deserves to be in the conversation. My pushback there, God, he seems like he would be oh, everything we just team. said about the American team, like... When it's going great, super fun. When it's not, like, who the fuck can I blame this on? Well, yeah, but... I, <laughs> if you're rooting for the Euros, I think he'd be a great guy to have I didn't say he was fun. I didn't say he was interesting. I said it was interesting. I said it was interesting. And I, I don't think it can be emphasized enough. This is not like a... I, I wouldn't. This isn't like an Inverness course fit. This is this is a extreme course fit. No, they, I know. I just yeah, especially hate because they're set it up like a fucking I know yeah. Mickey and Mouse. I think that's Disney some of my frustration. Honestly, that's some of my frustration. And honestly, it's some of mine too. Like I just don't think. Like, they, I, I don't think should, it should I've matter said that, that much. Yeah, for said that six ad years. Yeah, the, no, I'm not blaming that on yeah. you. I, I think if you I have Paris was sick though. If you have home <laughs> home crowd advantage, you don't need to like manipulate the golf course to like. To, to the nth degree to to bring out like your strengths. Like, let us let, play a pretty neutral setup. Let the U.S. win this one, then we'll address that. I agree, because we owe them a little something after. France. I think. I mean, we we're talking about this at dinner. I I do think everyone loses when the captain set it up that way. Yes. You know what I mean? It doesn't make for we just to bring it back full circle. It doesn't make for a a tight tight competition where the best players have to really work hard to separate themselves. It makes yeah. it into a potting contest where the home team's going to probably dominate nine times out of ten. <laughs> yeah. I would agree. And legitimately, well, when your captain is one of the ones that would be, like, his game would be absolutely nuked. Yeah. By right. the setup that he, like, Stricker wouldn't be able to compete. Right. You know? Honestly, one, I'm lo- like 1% worried, maybe 10% worried that Stricker's too nice to set it up too extreme, too too gentlemanly, too much of a sportsman to give his team too Who much of a advantage. Who are his ass caps? He's got, oh, he's got like eight. 18, yeah. <laughs> Phil, Phil, Fred CJ, Couples. I'm sure Jerry Kelly's in Jim there. Kel- uh, Jim Furyk. Jim Kelly, the Buffalo Bills guy. <laughs> Brett Favre. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers has decided if, he, if he's going to go or not. So, anyway. Yeah, it feels Barry, like, it feels Barry like Alvarez. the shift in baseball. Like, analytically, I think Ryan does Bronx it make sense? Yes. Are you going to, like, win more? Brett Probably. Bielema. Do I like watching it? Like, no, it takes some of, like, the fun Giannis. out of it. <laughs> All right, that's it. Yon's We're done. I think Yannis will be there. <laughs> Coach Bud, Coach Bud, <laughs> Phil, bring your clubs. I still think I think there's a path to get Phil playing. Uh, thanks everyone that helped set up a, a really, really, really fun week at the Solheim Cup. Thanks everyone for tuning into all the content over the last several days. It's been an, a, a true joy. This is, other than the 2016 Ryder Cup, the best golf event I've ever attended. I'd say quite easily. And uh, 
I plan. I think we are all planning to be at many, many more in the future. So I'm. I can't wait to go to Spain. Yeah, it's going to be uh, vamos, TC. <laughs> vamos, girl. Also, thank TC is going to be an ass captain at that one. Thanks to the Jesuits for scripting it like this. Too. Uh, I, hopefully, we'll have a story. You know, maybe uh, on a future edition of the pod for where we're headed off to tonight. So uh, we go pound beers with Dame Laura Davies. Okay, that might have given it away as well. So. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you. Uh, we got another episode coming out uh, late uh, this week, and then see us for regular scheduled programming next Sunday. Cheers. Cheers. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect any